0: Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, and it's the sickest episode of the Hoosie Podcast where we've done because I've got the Lurgy. And uh, Paul's got Krumpendorf. So, but this we we're bravely gonna battle through. And uh yes, this week we are doing Davros, which is a big Finnish story. It's part of their 40th um, anniversary celebrations back in 2003. Uh but um but before we get on to the news, um we got a little word of thanks to give everybody, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Um what we forgot to mention last week is um Thanks to everybody who responded to my shameless, um, <laughs> shameless begging, really, for uh, nominating us for a Parsec Award um, for, for this year, and um, our nomination was accepted. So thank you very much, everybody. Um, we've now got the tough choice of <laughs> trying to figure out what the hell to submit to them. So <laughs> let's be honest, Paul. It's not great, is it? <laughs>
1: It's gonna be fruitfuls in a submission, isn't it?
0: It is actually it is. It really is. But uh no, I mean a deep gratitude to everybody who actually took the time to nominate us. Um and uh yeah, you know, just just keep your fingers crossed for us really. That's um that's all we can all we can say. I think it's in August or something, isn't it, when the um when the awards take place? Yeah. At Dragon Con or whatever it is, but um yeah, but uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, so anyway, let's get on with the news now. After sort of a, a few weeks of um, it's been a bit of a, a, a desert, really, isn't it? A dry desert of news. We've we've now stumbled across an oasis yes. of news, haven't we? Really. Um, but unfortunately, we have to we have to kick off with a, um, another loss to the world of Doctor Who. Actor Rex Robinson has died at the age of eighty nine. Uh, now, those of you who don't know who Rex Robinson is, uh, he appeared in three Doctor Who stories. I think probably most famously uh, known as playing Dr. Tyler in The Three Doctors, uh, which we...
1: Certainly the one that instantly sprung to mind.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Me as well, actually. Um, But also you played uh, Gebek in uh, in The Monster of Peladon, where um, everyone was forced to wear, um, apart from the the leads, obviously, were forced to wear those awful badger wigs, uh, of which he was the lead badger. Um and then of course his final Doctor Who story was Doctor Cut. again, another doctor, Doctor Carter in the Hand of Fear. Which i have forgotten about actually. I forgot he was in that one. Yeah. But um but he appeared um looking at this, he appeared in loads of um sort of classic uh sort of British TV uh, series. Um you know, Only Fools and Are You Being Served, Terry and June the Needing Line, Softly, Softly Softly, Task Force, What Do you remember Warship? It's one my dad always goes on about war. she was always gutted and never been repeated. No, it doesn't really. I don't remember either. that one. Upstairs, Downstairs, um, The Plane Makers, I don't know what that is. Ghost Squad, again, I don't know what that is. Champion Road and Callan. Now, there's a show that needs to be repeated. Mm. Did you ever watch, watch Callan when it was on Channel 4 those years ago?
1: No, not really, actually. Oh, I really That's liked
0: the, it. Asked me why. No, I, loved, I really like Callan. So, um, but again, I mean, um, age of 89, it's... Uh, it's a it's a ripe old age, isn't it? Yes, it's a ripe old age, and uh, yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a sad occasion, sad occasion. But uh, there we go, there we go. Unfortunately, as we as we say every time this happens, it's sort of become more of a, a common occurrence now, isn't it? Unfortunately, yes, yeah. So uh, anyway, let's move on to some other news. Now um, released this uh, this week by the BBC, so it can't really be described as a spoiler because it's an official BBC image. Uh, a new monster has uh, been released in photo form, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, well, there were sort of two pictures that were released yeah. of it, wasn't there? Yeah. One slightly more enigmatic than the other.
0: Yes. Yeah, because it... Um, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to say this is a spoiler because it's an official photograph, really, Um But yeah, it just looks like a a great big rusty sort of robot, really, doesn't it? Or it could be an armoured suit or something. We don't really know at the moment, but uh, it looks interesting anyway. Yeah, does look very interesting. But as as Paul just said, the first photograph that was released was it's all in shadow, wasn't it? You couldn't quite make out what it was. Uh, But the next photograph release, brightly lit in the middle of a field. (laughs) Yeah, no getting away from what it is. So um, it does look interesting. Does look very interesting. Um, but this is uh, during the filming for Block Three at the moment, so it's. Uh, but apparently, it's uh, film is continuing at uh,
1: Cosmiston Medieval Village. That tends to give you an idea of the setting.
0: Yes, indeed. What the uh, what the theme of that's going to be? So um, we might. Um, oh, you could. Oh, it's probably too late to put it up on the on the Facebook group now, but you'll, you'll find it in all the all the uh, the, the usual outlets. So I'm going to say. Now. Um, UK at the moment is gripped in
1: election fever, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) You're just gripped by fever. but (laughs) I don't don't know what year it is at the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, Now, there's been some very, very strange things coming out of the election news, because the election's not until next month. Uh, But um, as as usual these things all the parties are out sort of uh it's on every bloody day I'm sort of sick of it now to be honest with you but um the one of the there's a couple of weird sort of bits of doctor who related election news that has come out now I think the one of the weirdest ones of all not Nigel Farage um who is the leader of the UK Independence Party for those of you outside of the UK don't know um what that is um he's um said at a public meeting of, of his party said the BBC should be cut back to the bone. Okay, he's making himself really popular here, isn't he, with the electorate? Yeah. Um, he said the license fee should be cut to a third of its current value and the corporation, and this is to quote him, a purely should become purely a public service broadcaster with an international reach. What the hell that means, I don't know. Um, but he says uh, the examples it's of public light
1: program, <laughs> but those <there's>, yeah,
0: <laughs> it should be news readers in dinner suits, indeed. <laughs>
1: That's Light programme and world service, service. That's, that, that's all we need.
0: That's it. Um but apparently it's examples of public service broadcasting called local news coverage, arts programmes, religious broadcasts, but does not include programmes such as Doctor who strictly come dancing and top gear.
1: Might not no, no top, top gear, top gear anymore, no. <laughs>
0: anymore. Anyway. Um Yeah, I mean wait, way, way to um sort of win over your electorate, mate. Crikey, what a pillock. Um <laughs> But anyway, um, another weird bit of news has come out. Now, apparently, um, the the, the Daily Mirror, which is a Labour-supporting red-top paper, or a tabloid, I should say, um, they've made some sort of weird connection that a Doctor Who thrives under a Labour government and suffers under a Conservative government, and they have stats to prove it, apparently.
1: Yes, which probably goes to prove... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the old saying about stats, doesn't it, Really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, they've listed um, some some great um, some great episodes here. Um, and there's some awful spelling mistakes in this article that I've clicked on as well. But the great episodes it lists is Case of Androzani, which is under a Conservative government. Blink, which is under a Labour government. City of Death, under a, a Conservative government. Talons of Wen Chiang, under a Labour government. Pyramids of Mars, Labour. Genesis of the Daleks, Labour. Ark in Space, Labour. Earthshock, Conservative. Tomb of the Sidemen, Labour. Flatline, Conservative. The Verdict, 60% Labour, 40% Conservative. Okay. Um, now, the terrible episodes Time Lash, Conservative. Ambassadors of Death, Labour. Ambassadors of Death? How is that a terrible episode? Um, Mind Warp, Conservative. Time in the Rani, Conservative. Love of Monsters, Labour. The Happiness Patrol, conservative. The Mysterious Planet, conservative. Daleks in Manhattan, Labour. End of Time, Labour. Twin Dilemma, conservative. The verdict, 40% Labour, 60% conservative, and they conclude that Margaret Thatcher ruined Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's utter bollocks, really. But um, yeah, It's <laughs> a, a little bit of fun, anyway. But actually, no, maybe it's not bollocks. The stats don't lie, do they?
1: Isn't Michael Grade now a Tory peer?
0: I think he might be.
1: <laughs> Which is probably more of a...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably more to uh, to do with anything else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: It has a lot more to do with the awful episodes in the 80s than a Conservative government.
0: I think so, actually, yes. That's probably more to do with the production team rather than the government in charge at
1: the time. So, Well, yeah, and how much the BBC are actually giving the production team to do anything with.
0: Which, let's be honest, has always been I dunno, is the is the the BBC always been left wing? It certainly is now, I believe.
1: Oh, you've been listening to Nigel Farage. Nigel again, Farage,
0: I know. Oh, well it is though, it, you know, it it, it is. It's this it comes hand in with the media really, isn't it? And I must be honest, the I actually know I don't do to, to some popular political broadcast, it's not what this bloody show's about. So let's um, let's move on, shall we? Um or get letters otherwise. Now we spoke last week about uh, I think it was last week, wasn't it? About uh, Eccleston was um, talking about his time Doctor Who and how he'd like to be remembered as as the Doctor. Well, yes. there was um, another sort of I don't know if it's the same interview, but um, there was another bit more came out of it anyway um, about why he left the show. Okay, it's a bit, I don't know if it's the same thing, but he's interview on a Radio Four prone called Loose Ends. Now, it's quite interesting, actually, that he's actually sort of started to talk about it a bit more, but um, being the sort of, like, the gentleman that he is, he's not naming any names. And fair play to the bloke, actually. It's in the past, as far as he's concerned, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but um, but he said that um, he approached Russell T. Davis, um, and he's saying that he, he knew that he was going to bring back the show, and he said, would you think about him for the part? He wanted to do something for for, for, for children, and he wants. He said, "I want to learn a lighter way of being." So, uh, but then he goes on to say, because um, Fry ever Fry's interview and said, I, "Had he succeeded, he said he thinks he overpitched the comedy." And he said, he, "He if he had his time again, he'd do the comedy very differently."
1: I don't think there's many people that would probably disagree with that. Actually,
0: no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, well, he did. He, he was offered his time again, wasn't he? He <laughs> at the doctor and he turned it down. <laughs> um. But then he said, "Well, he know,
1: certainly could have done the tortured stuff in that, couldn't he?"
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he was asked why did he leave, um, and he says it's interesting whenever a story like this emerges, um, the, the negative aspects is concentrated on, and he said he said he don't think it's important why he left; it's more important that he did it in the first place. Which yeah, nice. I agree with that. Fair yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Um, but Emma Fry pushed him further and said it was a big shock to the fans. And he'd been so successful in the role, he could still be doing it now. And he said, well, I'm still there in spirit. He said, myself and three individuals at the very top of the pyramid clashed. So our fire went, but they are not here to say their side of it. So I'm not going to go into details, which is, again, I think that's the gentleman side of him, really. They're not there to put their side across. So he wasn't going to sit yeah. there and, and, you know, say anything else. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting though. he said the three individuals at the very top of the pyramid. Yeah. I wonder, wonder who he's referring to. I don't want to sort of, you know, speculate on that really,
1: but um it's I think it's quite a telling statement, isn't it? Well, it shows there was fundamental problems there and we don't know whether that was just over arguments over direction or
0: Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think you're series
1: right. Series or his character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I we briefly touched on that when we sort of looked back at uh, Rose on the yeah. uh, 10th anniversary the other week, didn't we? Yeah. So um Right, and lastly in the news, um now whilst um I think I think it's the day after we recorded um last week, so we, we record we on the on the Thursday night usually, the very next day, um, it was sort of all leaked out about Sony Pictures uh, were developing in conjunction with BBC Worldwide a Doctor Who movie. And this is all part of the um cyber attack um that Sony suffered um was it earlier this year, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, it all, it's now been put onto, I think it's onto WikiLeaks, actually, that they were um, in talking to BBC Worldwide about doing a Doctor Who movie. Um, now, Stephen Moffat has sort of, not waded into it, but he's been asked to, obviously been asked to comment on it, and he said, um, it is a U-turn to what he said previously. He, he's now said, I'm very happy for there to be a movie, very happy for there to be a theatre show, anything you like, but the TV show is incredibly important and must not be hurt. Everybody knows that you can't make a movie that damages the TV series that's the only thing I'd say about it but then he goes on to say um, if someone can work out how a movie actually works I've got nothing against it but no one's ever been very clear about how it actually works it's not really got that far and it's not my job I can either action it nor stop it so there you go but he says uh, he rounds it off by saying I'm sure there's money to be made out of it but that's not the point is it we are British the BBC we are there for the art
1: (laughs) and the money (laughs) Say, can if Nigel Farage gets his wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Well, he would like the fact that we are British. <laughs> I think he
0: would love that statement, would he? He would love that. Um, yeah, um, I can own it, but apparently, this is not until um, eight years' time or something.
1: Yeah, it may well be that the fact that he made he, he may have decided that he's not going to be showrunner when it all happens, <laughs> that he's 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 softened to it now.
0: Well, I've got this thing. I reckon it's going to go the route of um, Star Trek. Once the TV show finishes, it will move into the into into the cinema, like Next Generation did. Yeah. So that that's my my thoughts on it. Anyway, it was sort of tied to what came out um, last week or whenever it was about the um, it's got five
1: years left minimum. So I don't hear it. that's going to hit the podcast community quite hard if we're going to get a film every three years rather than our thirteen episodes a year.
0: Uh, just put it. Just think about it. Paul, we get a nice on break, don't we? <laughs> we can buff his zeal as much as we
1: like. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll be fine for two and a half years.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Well, that's that's it for the news. But now, yet again, it's time for a trip to Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Now, on Tech Corner this week, this is the tat we held back from last week, wasn't it? And, I, and I'm beginning yes. to wish we'd sort of held it back to the next episode, because this has run on rather a long time now, this new site. And so. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, the items we held back has a Weeping Angel theme, doesn't it? Yes. Or three of the items we've got for you. There's a, there's a fourth item, which we'll... And <laughs> the other one will
1: make your eyes water. Walter, yes.
0: <laughs> we'll come to that later. Um, yes. Now, first, up, as I said, it's um, a Weeping Angel uh, motif this week. Uh, first up is a Weeping Angel Nightlight um, it's for ages 16 and up It's a night that looks like a weeping angel To make sure you never sleep
1: again I've got, um, No it does It does sort of to me This is not the thing It's not is it um, and the, it's, the idea of a night light is something to Be well, a soothing presence in the room but He says it's got a haunting amber glow <laughs> Yes Oh God's sake! Um, that is really what I would like to see coming as I'm coming round.
0: Yeah, indeed. That that is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Now this is to uh, ready to order at Think, and it's it's quite a, a a nice bit of obshe da. But um, I must admit, I really wouldn't. That's sense to like make sure you, as we say, you don't get a night's sleep, really, isn't it? So, yeah. um, but it can be bought from um, Think Geek for nineteen dollars ninety nine, um, which I don't think is. That expensive, really? No. No, I think that's quite reasonable, to be honest, if you never want to sleep again. but Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, next up is a Doctor Who Weeping Angel cookie jar. Um, and again, it's probably not something to leave in front of the children, really, is it? <laughs> so, um, no. Now, one side has got the Weeping Angel with the um, the hands over the face, and then and the other side of the jar has got the Weeping Angel snarling at you. Um, so it says it's um, the ceiling lid easily comes off. Well, good, really, if you want to get hold of the bloody cookies. Good, sorry, yeah, yeah um, it says it's a two angel design reverse size, if we, as we've just said. Uh, don't blink, we'll look at this Dr. Who cookie jar. And uh, seconds it's a storage container for any food or items. So there right. you are, there you are. Now, this is available to uh, order from Amazon.com. Nothing for the UK as, as like the nightlight one as well. Um, but from Amazon.com, this is going for $39.95, which I think is rather
1: expensive. I, I must admit, it's a while since I opened a cookie jar. <laughs> Same here. Maybe, maybe never, perhaps. Yeah. So I have no idea what the going rate for the average cookie jar of that size
0: is. It does seem rather a lot. It does seem rather a lot. But, um, but the next Weeping Angel motif, and the last Weeping Angel motif tax we've got for you, is a Weeping Angel's coffee cup which is uh, holds 12, 12 fluid ounces. Um, it says it's a perfect tool for the ultimate Doctor Who fan. Uh, the durable cup has multidimensional designs of weeping angels on either side. Um, basically, both sides of the cup, the weeping angel's face is snarling at you. Yes. Yes. So um, Now, this one, again, is only available to order from Amazon.com, not available in the UK at the moment. Um, and you can buy that for $12.95 at the moment, um, because they've got a sale on on that one.
1: Uh, hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure, really, about that.
0: No. No. It's, um,
1: I don't think I'd bother, really. I can't see myself using that every day. No, me neither.
0: Now, um, I can't see myself using this last <laughs> item of tat, really, um... Now, th- this, oh, oh damn, we're we, we undeniable whether to actually go ahead with this one, but oh, what the hell. Um,
1: did, you, did you have to have a sit down and think? I did have to,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, now this was actually um, posted to me by um, a, a, a recent not, not no not posted it was it was I was sent the um, the, the the link on Facebook by um,
1: as a post and I actually posted you one
0: yes indeed now it, the, the link to this was uh, sent to me by um, Robbie Bonham who's was, uh, um, uh, was a guest on the on the podcast not not too long ago and um, he sent me this link saying Tat Corner. Um, now, basically, the reason we didn't do it um, last week, because the link he sent, it actually um, had disappeared off the site. But as it turned out, the damn thing had actually sold out. Now, um, we have been talking about this. Let's just get to the crunch here. It one sure. drunken night, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it you? was. Um, but let's say that we're, we're nothing, you know, but diverse on this podcast. Um, it is a Doctor Who so <laughs> butt plug. <laughs> um there there's, there's nothing unusual about that no um but it's a solid steel butt plug <laughs> and it comes and, it yeah. comes in th- what, what, what 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 would you prefer I mean, <laughs> well what would you prefer small medium large or ribbed <laughs> now um this is still but actually the 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 link perhaps, I, perhaps we could do a
1: we do a consumer research Cool, you can make. No, no, you're
0: on your own there, mate. <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, now this was actually on the um, on the Metro um, site, which is it's I uh, um, I don't know if this is the the um, here's the UK Metro, which is like a free newspaper. There's obviously an online yeah. version, and this is an article <laughs> article in there. Now they've linked um, now the site that Robbie sent to us um, was a, a site called Etsy Store, and they'd. Um, Sold out, but it said you can still find them at the. Uh, I can't believe I actually
1: clicked on this link at the a site called the Kink Factory. Okay, <laughs> this bit of this bit of the podcast is going out just for your wife, isn't it? It has an explanation. Oh, for your God. I
0: was just gonna look through my bloody browser history at this point. Um, but however, it appears to have disappeared off that site as well. <laughs> You've looked long and hard for well, it. Well, they've got two pages <laughs> worth of. <laughs> Still butt plugs here, actually. Um, all with
1: um... <laughs> well,
0: there's a lot of Star Wars themed butt plugs. Actually, got the one with an Imperial crest on it. Um, there's that... actually there's another Doctor one that says bad... I think is um bad wolf, and there's another Star Wars one which has got the Death Star on it. Um, so yeah, mate, mate, that, that writes his own jokes really. Um, but the TARDIS one has actually disappeared. And I'm beginning to wonder whether it's sold out on this site as well. Or the BBC has asked them to remove it. Yeah. Don't know. I really don't know. But um, but the other <laughs> the other merchandise on this site, they are selling for $34.99. And in the butt plug world, I don't know if that
1: is cheap or not. Oh, come on. You know. <laughs> people, people are tuning into this for bargains. Come on. <laughs> Tell them cheap.
0: Oh, God. Um... I thought I'm going to leave that there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that just writes
1: its own joke, doesn't it? <laughs> it's probably less painful if you do <laughs> Probably. Yes, I'm now sporting the ribbed version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, everybody, um, so that's it for the news. That's it for Butt Plug Corner. So, uh, so coming up next is our review of uh, Davros from Big Finish. So for another week then, that was the news. Right, everyone, it's time for another Big Finish review. And this week we are doing Davros. When I press this switch, I will
1: die. It will be painless, they say. But if I survive... Something stronger will emerge A new race The supreme power in the
0: universe
1: I will not press this switch I will not cower I will not die I will not die
0: This is not the end This
1: is only The beginning He's activated the detonation sequence We can't outrun a nuclear blast, Doctor They're building How long before
0: the radiation cloud reaches the dome?
1: I want to write the definitive biography of Davros. If everyone had the equation, then the whole system
0: would collapse. And it's my turn to kick this off, isn't it? It is. I have the honour, I have the honour. I've got to say, right off the top, I bloody loved this. I did as well. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I, I actually already formed an opinion before, well, before we 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 did this podcast because I think after we did Omega, um, I wanted to listen to the to the next one, and I just couldn't stop listening. I couldn't. I listened to it in one in one hit. So um, when the time came to to review it for the podcast, I couldn't wait to listen to it again. And I thought it was utterly wonderful. I really yeah. did thought it was utterly wonderful. And quite surprising that now reading up on the on the production of this, it was the first time that Davros actually appeared in, in Big Finish.
1: Yeah. Which course, I found Yeah. yeah. Um but So I, I wasn't quite sure, because I didn't know because I know which I don't know whether you, you'll be getting onto because I still haven't listened to them yet. The i Davros CDs. Oh, you should do. They they
0: are they fantastic, fantastic. Brought out,
1: Which like I now that. really will dig out and listen to. Yes, um, highly recommended. On the basis of this, if it's anything like this. Oh, God, yeah.
0: Oh, believe me, it is. It's very much like this. Um, it's, well, like I, Davros, really, the Daleks don't feature in it at all.
1: No, and I, really? and I think that's actually one of the, the major plus points of it. Yes. Because you do just get... The doctor against davros and yeah. I have to say actually, I think the story to this is slightly weak
0: um i
1: 'm being honest and slightly unlikely
0: yeah it, it, there's no i mean to, to give i mean the, the plot actually is basically the it's all sort of, I thought you could say the whole thing sort of about the the dangers of you know. Major corporations running everything, and basically, they just sort of run the yeah. galaxy, don't they? And yeah, basically, the whole thing is this um, this corporation run by um, a, a man called Arnold Baines, uh, played by Bernard Halsfall, was no stranger to, 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 uh, to Doctor Who. Um, you should know him from as playing Chancellor Goth, really, in um, in The Deadly Assassin, um, who again was very good, actually, I found. It was, it was, it was I mean, very
1: good in this. To, but, be, to be honest, everybody in this was. I mean, well, I think this is this, this is what really puts this above is the yeah. fact of the interaction between everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, basically, I was about to say that the basic plot of this is um, they sort of run out of ways to sort of uh, you know expand on technology to advance across the universe, and basically they've been searching out for um, Davros. I think it's their H the Human Resources Computers, wasn't it? Well, went through and said who who would most likely help me come up with Davros. Um, mm. Basically, went and tracked him down. But this story is sort of in Davros's um, timeline. It sits um, between the events of resur- Resurrection of the Daleks and Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah. So, um, so they sort of find Davros, who's actually been well in suspended animation for ninety years, isn't he? Yeah. And they and they revive him. And the doctor is there sort of by accident because he's called in by a journalist to investigate why this big corporation is shutting down the mines. So um yeah, he he's sort of he's there by coincidence really. Uh, and it takes off from there, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. And but yeah, I mean and and to that it's okay, but it's just the fact of the the unlikeliness of the the doctor and Davros really well, work to working together to that extent yeah, is. Yeah. I, I
0: mm. that that's the well. I think this this is the thing about this this. this well, if, if, if you can
1: accept that on the basis of how good the rest, how good the acting is, and how well everyone plays off each other, then yeah, just do it. Yeah, please. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I mean, as as I described the plot or the basic outline of the plot, it doesn't sound very exciting, does it? No. Corporations searches for CV. Yeah.
1: That,
0: that's basically it, isn't it? Really. Yeah. But it's it's more of a, a a character study of Davros, and the Doctor to a certain extent as well.
1: Yeah, and the moral ambiguity of most of the other people as well.
0: Yes, certainly, certainly. Um, from
1: from Arnold Baines, who's particularly—you're not quite. I mean, yes, the, he swings from making very moral statements to. Very immoral actions.
0: Yeah, you sort of get the impression with Arnold Baines that he's he's not a really a that bad a man. He's just he's just ruthless in business, and I think well, he, and behind it, he, he does want to make things better for people, as long as he's the one that does it and makes money out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, there is a, there yeah you do get the feeling yeah that there is is a case that he's convinced himself at least that he's doing it. In, for the, the reasons he's in doing, in the name of good, yeah, 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 and then the what the bad things he does is also done in the name of good,
0: yeah, exactly. It's all it's but, all
1: done for, it for
0: a better tomorrow, that sort of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, and his wife's no better, Lorraine Baines. Um, now, quite surprisingly, played by Wendy Pabry Yes, um, we're going to
1: go down the, the
0: the Doctor Who alumni. Yes, indeed, Wendy Pabry who again I thought was really good. Yeah. I've only ever heard her or seen her as, as Zoe Herrier. I, actually, apart from seeing it in Blood on the Satan's Claw, which was a horror film in the early 70s. Um, and for those of you who have never seen it, I recommend you track that one down because it's very, very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just nice to see her playing something little, a little bit different. Um, and basically all she wanted to do was to write Davros's, um biography, really. She wanted to be his, yeah. his official biographer. Um, and she sort of gets sort of swept up in the legend of Davros, really, doesn't she? So again, you're never quite sure where she's going no. or what her intentions are. But as it so, she's just as ruthless as her husband, probably even more so, I think, on the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, a slightly sinister mix of apologist and hero worship, isn't there?
0: There is very much so, very much so. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd, but again, which it,
1: unfortunately perhaps could be an all too real character.
0: Yes. Yes, unfortunately, um, there are plenty of people like that in real life, isn't there? Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think, as, as as we said, sort of, like it's because we we've, we've been sort of eulogising about the characters here, and I think that's what really makes this story. It's not the really the plot itself. No. Because another little side plot as well about these robots and um, which they use the some sort of um, artificial um, intelligence matrix that Davros and the Doctor create between themselves um uh, yeah, so and then again, it's just it's just another little ploy by Arnold Baines just to keep his company afloat, so he doesn't have to use human resource anymore, isn't it really? So, um, but again, it, it's that's really sort of by the by, isn't it? It's more about Davros. Yeah, and I thought Terry Malloy, and considering he hasn't really played this character since, uh, well, since Revelation of the Daleks, actually, he was
1: really, really good yeah really I mean, good it, not not just threatening or frightening, but really creepy, oh God yeah,
0: oh God, yeah, I mean he was an um, you still get ranting, davros, yeah, but you get an introspective davros,
1: um, the conversations between him and the rain Baines, yeah, ah, uh, you're almost like ooh, this is this is just a bit. <laughs>
0: Well, It sort of goes down a sort of a, an avenue thing. Is Davros really trying to change his ways? Is he trying to seek yeah. redemption? And of course, the doctor doesn't believe him at all and is always trying to trying to catch him out. And it's very, very um, I can't think of a word, sort of, I've, I've lost the words so I was trying to think of then to uh describe the doctor's attitude towards him, but he just wouldn't believe a, a word Davros says. And no. I mean, of, of, I mean, naturally, um, okay. It's you know spoilers, as usual, with these things, but obviously he's he's proven right, but it's not in the typical davros way really is it's say like there's nothing to do with Daleks at all no. he's not trying to create another Dalek race no um and this is just trying to well bring the universe to its knees in a in a different way, and it's via the stock market, yeah, which I thought was um was interesting actually.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, just the bits and that, and, and really some of the highlights in this as well, which is why I was talking about the iDavros stuff, some of the flashback stuff you get. Yes. Of Davros back on Scarry, and you just think, that is really, really good.
0: Well, apparently this this um, in particular, this story influenced the production of iDavros. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it does feature the character of Shan, who was um you sort of think that Davros has got feelings for she plays a larger part in in the i think it's the, it's the third episode of I, Davros corruption so she plays a big part in that so it it i'm glad it also it does sort of uh, that sort of sow the seeds to to give davros his own yeah. his own story so but you do get sort of like in this particular story you you get the <laughs> the, the, the inner workings of davros's mind and what actually happens to him? And he sort of goes into this explanation about what happens to him when he was in suspended animation, and you kind of sort of start to feel a little bit of sympathy for him. It sounds like a living hell, yeah. Where he sort of like he, he sort of he sees the doctor's face sort of taunting him as 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 you're looking at him at me now, as he says Um with this sort of, it was sort of the doctor sort of sneering at him and, and mocking him, and he sees all these like failures and and all the bad things that he's done, but that happens every second. And it, yeah. just, and it starts over again. So it's, it's like his own personal hell. So you sort of think, well, maybe he's trying to redeem himself by trying to do some good with this with this company. Um, but then, of course, he doesn't, does he? No. He's, he's up to his old tricks again. But it's the way he does it. He, he tries to manipulate everybody. And that's the creepy bit, isn't it?
1: Yeah. He did, he did. There's not, none of this is done by force. No, this is not the Davros with the army behind him, and no well he, he does use Force
0: towards the end when he he goes into full full on megalomaniac mode, doesn't he, yeah, but most yeah but but it's all him though he's got no yeah. one helping him at all, no. this is all him, and I thought it was utterly brilliant, really did think it was utterly brilliant, but I think one of the other things in this particular story's favor compared to Omega it's got a much smaller cast,
1: yeah uh and. Just, it's, it's and very very defined in their roles and you're, yes. you know where you are you
0: know yeah yeah because i d- i did find that with omega it was a, it, i just i personally found it a little bit of a mess really yeah. and a lot of the um voice act, uh, excuse me voice actors of different characters all sounded the same so it was very difficult to who the hell's who here um but in this it was right, you know who this cat char- you, you knew who Obviously, you know Doctor and Davros was, but you knew who Arnold Baines was. You knew Lorraine Baines, Shan, Kimberly, Willis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah. So it was I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thought Colin Baker. I mean, if if you are ever unsure about Colin Baker's Doctor, and we've said this with every big finish we've done with Colin Baker, yeah, you should listen to him because he's he's brilliant. He's utterly brilliant. I cannot find a, a, a bad word to say
1: about him in this at all.
0: No, really no, I agree cold. with
1: that. I agree with that. But it is, this is really Terry Malloy's story. Oh, it is. It and it, is. and uh, somebody I've never, I've not been necessarily, wouldn't have said. You know, if you say that Davros to me, I wouldn't necessarily put him up there. But well, actually, it, listening to this, you're just yeah, okay, yeah. I
0: well, the thing was, I mean, Terry Malloy had the unfortunate position of having to follow after David Goodison to follow Michael Wisher, who, basic as as Really, I mean, i I've put Julian Bleach up there, but I think Michael Wisher was the the definitive Davros, wasn't he? Yeah, really. That's that's the the you know the pinnacle of that portrayal. Um, and I don't think in the in the TV stories that Terry Malloy was in, he was actually really given a chance to to try and do a Michael Wisher. It was always, um, it really was over the top ranting and shouting. And, yeah. Um, but in this, as, as we said, he was he was allowed to. Okay, he did go on full-on shout, but he was allowed to be introspective, um, manipulative, and I think he he played it brilliantly. But also, all, all the way through that, as you said, it's like the two-handers between Colin Baker and Terry Malloy. Yeah. And Colin Baker's Doctor was um, arrogant and, and bluff, and, and then his pomposity was pricked on quite a few occasions, wasn't it? And he was sort of... Wait, no, you, you, you couldn't know, imagine another Doctor doing this story. No, you couldn't. You really
1: couldn't. And really also, did. there's
0: no companion in this story either. No. Uh, I think, Perry, again, it was
1: good because it, it, it didn't uh, bring somebody else in there to break the the chemistry in the two.
0: No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because I think it says Perry was on the. He didn't actually name Perry, he just said, oh, she's safe from the other side of the galaxy attending a botany symposium. So that, that was it. That was the only mention, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, but I mean, mean, between that's the bits I really enjoyed most in this was between Colin Baker and Terry Malloy. Um, I mean, if you've you should listen to our our Davros now, but I also recommend that to everybody at home. I think we we do plan reviewing that one day, don't we? Yeah, our Davros because I love it. I've listened to it on numerous occasions now, and I love it. Um, But I think this is a really, really good lead in to that. It really is a good lead in. And it's, um, I think it's, it's, uh, after Omega, this was a real, really good
1: palate cleanser, if you ask me. <laughs> you starting to get worried, weren't you? It was all going to be a bit like that.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, um, no, I th- I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And do you know what? I honestly can't, okay, the plot was a little bit, you know, the main plot was a little bit meh, perhaps the, you know, the actual sort of the reasoning for, for why they wanted to find Davros. But, um, I really can't find anything negative to say about this.
1: No, I mean the point is it didn't need a big plot because of that. If it had been then a full-on story, you'd have had to have sacrificed the character. Yeah, the character or well, the
0: character development really, because yeah, I mean you've got two big characters there, the Doctor and Davros, and I think really they should be the focus. Mm. It shouldn't really
1: be about the plot, really. But you even, but you still then also have t- time to to flesh out Arnold Baines and Lorraine Baines as well.
0: It did it did an awful lot. I mean, it's um, it's a four part
1: story. This one isn't and it? And give you and, and give you the flashback bits as well. So yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but, I, but I thought
0: I thought Bernard Horsfall was really really good in this. Yeah. And and again, it, it was that sort of character that could have descended into megalomania. As well, especially when he saw his company sort of, OK, spoilers, um, sort of falling apart um, in front of his eyes. But uh, thanks to Davros. But even then, he was still cold and calculating, wasn't he? And he yeah. was. And as you said, always have always have a backup plan. well one, yeah. one, one of these statements during this during this play. And um, and he did. He always had a backup plan. You know, so it was um, I, I just I just really like the character. I really like the character.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's points during it, and you start to think, "Oh, have I misjudged him?" Yeah, I think that's you know? what they were trying to get you to do. And every time, just as you thought that, he'd do something. Oh no, I haven't. Okay, all right, no, no, so no. I Yeah, I was right the first time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing because he could he the way it was written because it's written by um Lance Parkin. It could within a sentence you think he's going one way, but by the time he's finished the sentence, you re- you realise where he's really going with this. Yeah. And I just like the way it was written because it sort of took you down one avenue and it was a quick detour and you're off somewhere else mm. with with the character. And I I I thought it was superb. I really think it was superb and I really can't sort of praise this highly enough.
1: No, I think, I, to be honest, I think perhaps we should leave it there and let people go out and... Listen to it, it. yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think we've spoilt it too much here,
0: have we? <laughs> Oh <laughs> well, there you go. To be honest. I mean th- this this episode is now 12 years old. Yeah. Um so it, it can hardly be, be you know really be called a spoiler but um but yeah I mean you know it's it's an old story now. It was number sort of number 48 in Big Finish's re- uh, release schedule. Um and I was just sort of saying it was also to, to, to excuse me, to celebrate the doctor's fortieth anniversary, which uh considering that the fiftieth was now was now two years ago. Yeah. Crikey. Um it seems such such a very long time ago now, the fortieth. But uh yeah, um please I mean I really cannot recommend this enough. Please go and listen to this. Please do. You don't have to listen to Omega to listen to this one.
1: No. No, yeah. There's no there's no follow on between the two.
0: None whatsoever. So um In terms I, of that. Yeah, so please go and listen to this. I mean, the only thing it really does sort of dovetail into is I, Davros. Yeah. That's the only thing it does sort of lead into, really. So um, please go and listen to it. Go and listen to it. Okay. So shall we wrap that up there, then? Yes, I think that's, so. Let's wrap that up there. Let's wrap that up there. Right, okay. So uh, next week we're on a break week over the, the May Bank holiday. So um, – when we come back we're doing another target book review, aren't we? We are. We are. And we've settled on Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Yes. A personal favourite of mine, actually. It's pert It's got to be, really. So um so that's what we're coming back with in two weeks' time. So and as usual it'll be sort of comparisons between that and the uh and the televised version. Mm. So uh let's, let's let's hope the book can improve on the dinosaurs a little bit. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure it could do, but there we go. There we go. Okay, everybody. So uh, until next week, then, or next week, in two weeks time. Sorry, until we're next, we're next back with you. Let's put it that way. So until we're next back with you, it is goodbye from me, Phil,
1: and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.